This week on Rotten or Righteous, we ask the question, is Santa running an illegal puppy mill? Welcome back to Rotten or Righteous, which has got to be in the top 50 podcasts that review faith-based movies called Rotten or Righteous. We have to be there. If not, we're close. <laughs> With me today, as always, are my two hosts. When he learned to share, his skin stayed gray. Luke Taylor. What? <laughs> He's not E.T., but he has followed a trail of Reese Pieces a time or two. Scott Judge. What's up? I want to say, Zach, I'm so excited to be reviewing Operation Christmas Spirit Alien Drop in Mississippi. And as for me, well, I'm an angry elf, Zach Geiler. Continuing with our theme of holiday movies that one or all of us has never seen before, this week we watched the 2020 John Favreau-produced stop-motion Netflix holiday special Alien Xmas. Before we begin, I would like to remind you to stay up to date with the latest on our news by liking us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Righteous. We're now on Instagram. If you want to follow us there, uh, search for our or our media. Subscribe to our show and get new episodes as soon as they release on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and give us a quick review and five stars. It helps us reach a larger audience. Please, if you like the show, tell someone about us. If you have a suggestion for a movie or television show you would like us to review, or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or snipe remarks, you can reach us at RightOrRighteous.gmail.com or on Facebook Messenger. Please visit our website, RightOrRighteous.com, see what's going on over there. Also, if you have a notice already, stay tuned just a bit after the closing music for some sort of blooper or something funny that had to be cut from the main show. That sounded like one of those, like, sim- read off the symptoms at the end of the drug commercials. Yep. Well. This show only gives symptoms. It doesn't <laughs> help anything. It solves nothing. <laughs> it, it, this, welcome to Rotten or Righteous, the side effect of podcasts. <laughs> the only thing that you forgot is this: the podcast may cause uh, dry, itchy, watery eyes and possibly diarrhea. everyone this is future zach from the editing bay coming at you to explain why this episode is uh, a little bit light on scott judge well our beloved scott forgot to use headphones when we were recording and so all of his audio uh was basically useless because you could hear me and luke speaking in the background i'm trying to save as much as i can however for the main discussion it was just too far gone but hopefully scott will be back for the review but if you don't hear scott don't worry nothing bad happened to him he just uh got lost in this week's audio so with that please enjoy the show Now, before we begin, I know that there are some people out there listening to this probably, probably not actually, but uh, pretend we have an audience and somebody's listening to this and going, what a terrible title for a film, Alien Xmas, Keep Christ in Christmas. Are you guys one of those folks? Are you upset that it's called Alien Xmas? Yeah, I was real mad. There was no Nativia scene in this. There was no new, new, what? (laughs) There was no, (laughs) took a swig of lemonade there. (laughs) <laughs> Nutella. There was no Nutella scene. There's in this. no Nutella in this movie. There wasn't any Activia. What's wrong with this movie? <laughs> There's no nativity scene. Aliens didn't believe in Jesus, apparently. Uh, I tell you what. If, I, think if, I have a question. I, I have a question, actually. Um, okay. If there are aliens, did Jesus die for the aliens too? 
Does it count? Does it count if they're on a different planet? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not God. I can't answer that question. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for nothing. I don't think the intention of this movie by calling it Alien Xmas was to uh, take Christ out of the season. <laughs> Probably not. And so... <laughs> and so... Uh, and no, seriously, if you have a problem with the, the title... Uh, You'll see very soon why it's called Alien Xmas. All right, let's go ahead and, and get this show on a road. We pan down from a starry sky to a house in the North Pole. Santa is reading the classic Twas the Night Before Christmas to a bunch of elf kids. It's time for bed, but the elves want another story. Santa eventually relents and says that he's going to tell them a crazy Christmas story. <laughs> and we're introduced to the Klepts, a formerly colorful alien race. What we see is uh, a stereotypical alien, big green head, bulbous eyes, and he plucks a colorful flower from an otherwise bland and brown planet. Santa explained that their color faded away when the Klepts plundered all of the beautiful things that was on their planet. We see the little green alien turn into a washed-out gray alien. Well, what's a klep to do when they don't have anything pretty to steal locally? Well, they get in their ominous, pointy green spaceship and become space pirates. They go from planet to planet, stealing anything that looks nice. The klep's, as a race of beings, do not have a wide variety of emotions they feel in their day-to-day -day lives. The only thing they really feel is greed. But their greed could never be satisfied, because the more they stole, the more they wanted. What's worse, their greed was self-destructive, and soon the Klepts began stealing from one another. We're introduced to our main protagonist, the smallest and sneakiest Klep, a little alien named X. There you go, that's why it's called Alien Xmas. We're not taking Christ out, we're just putting little Alien X in. <laughs> We see a taller klep pushing a cart, and little X steals a red rod from the cart. A big bully <laughs> klep takes the rod from X, but the big bully klep is then hit with a freeze ray. X steals the rod back, only to be pulled into a fight with five other klepts. An alarm blares, everyone moves on, and X is left holding the rod. He's all real proud of himself, but then big bully klep just comes up and, and steals it from him and laughs as he walks away. It's at this point that I am blown away by the stop-motion animation in this. It is fantastic. I don't think I've ever seen stop-motion this good. I really enjoyed it. I kind of I kind of love how you have to be creative with it and like how when they get in fights, you know, they use cotton balls to look like there's dust flying up in the air and stuff like that. It's it's definitely a different style and I I I always enjoy movies with this animation. <laughs> I think that red rod was an alien probe. I think that was the technical term for it. X is probably the smartest klept, but because he's so short and small, no one takes him seriously. The klepts are all... I think we actually said that about you in, in preaching school. Right. And it's the truth. I am the smartest preacher, but because I'm so fat and short, no one takes me seriously. 
The clubs are all gathered in a big meeting chamber where the Supreme Leader Z enters in on some sort of mechanical walker thing that kind of looks like a spider. Z is the only alien in the whole movie that can actually talk. And she uses this ability to lay out the Klepp's next attack. Their target, Earth. A stuff-filled planet that is alone and defenseless. They're going to build their ultimate weapon, a device called the Gyrotron, which looks like one of those old satellite dishes that people from or people Scott's age used to have in their yards. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to build this Gyrotron. And they're going to place this device on the North Pole, and it will destroy Earth's gravity, sending all the planet's stuff into space, where the Kleps will be waiting to take it. Or as Supreme Leader Z put it, we will stuff their stuff into our stuff chambers, and then their stuff will be our stuff. That was well said. This is a lesson she against asks, materialism. The ain't, the ain't, the, no! The no, you think this movie... <laughs> come and steal your stuff if you have too much, if you care about it too You're, much. What? You're telling me that the message of this movie is against materialism, towards charity, and against greed? Whoa, that just blew my mind. <laughs> I like, can't believe it. <laughs> you know, I... Z then asks for a volunteer to go to Earth and set up the Gyrotron. Everyone is hesitant to take on the mission because failure will be, as Z put it, frowned upon. That was one of the only really, like, good laughs I got from this movie, I'm gonna be honest, was when she said that. Uh, but this is the chance that X has been looking for. A chance to prove himself. X is immediately dropped into a small spaceship which came equipped with its own robot, a semi-automatic multitasking unit, or SAM-2 for short. This little robot looks like a cross between R2-D2 and the Iron Giant, and it gets to work as soon as the two are launched into space. They land at the North Pole, and uh, uh, they nearly take out two of Buddy the Elf's friends, the Arctic Puffin and, and Mr. Walrus, and I looked it up, too, because I was like, hey, wait a minute, these two little fellers look familiar. Sure enough, the bird and the walrus are uh, exact replicas of the claymation bird and walrus from, from Elf. Which, I, you know, I was like, okay, that was pretty cool. Now, they're just probably out there picking some snowberries. And almost got their, their heads knocked off by a, by a flying saucer. It happens. Hey, buddy. Want to pick some snowberries? Not now, Archie. Or Arctic Puffin. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> X and Sam 2 get to work setting up their base. While we meet the first line of defense against this alien invasion, some elves. Inside a workshop, we meet a mom elf and a little girl elf, and they are... Making puppies? Making puppies? They're I'm so confused puppies. by this. Yeah, the, the, so here's the... They're real dogs, okay? So that leaves us two options here. One, either they build the dogs magically and make them come to life, or two, Santa is running a puppy mill. It's probably... I mean... I mean, yeah. he's at the North Pole. There's no. There's no ASPCA oversight up there. Uh, uh, the little girl doesn't want to get rid of the dog. She's in the middle of, of wrapping up, uh, because it's so cute. So she, she just keeps it. Meanwhile, X and Sam 2 are casing the joint. 
and X is amazed by all the stuff he can pilfer. He gets to work getting his grubby little gray hands on everything he can. He takes garland and baubles and candy. A treetop star came in handy. He took it all and shoved it in a bag, then went to build a weapon for that evil space hag. Did you write that yourself? I did. Well done. But little does X know that the very night that he arrived, the little girl's dad, who is an engineer named Obi, was revealing Santa's latest invention, a motorized sled that travels at the speed of light. And the reindeer, as this sled is re- or as the sled is unveiled, the reindeer are clearly not impressed. That was probably one of my favorite parts of this whole thing. If you looked at the reindeer in the background <laughs> this whole time, they're all shaking their heads and looking mad. At- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the whole town's in this room for this unveiling. Even the anthropomorphic snowmen were in this uh, apparently very warm room because like a old lady in church uh, services, he had his fan out, just sweating buckets, this poor snowman was, fanning himself trying to stay cool. That was a pretty good touch, too. Uh, but when the, the dad elf fires it up, something goes wrong. The sled is going out of control. It hits Santa, and he goes flying. The reindeer just laugh with delight. They're so happy that this failed. <laughs> and then the <laughs> and then the sled crashes into a pile of boxes. But Santa isn't worried. Obi has until midnight on Christmas Eve, which is tomorrow, to fix the sled. Unfortunately, that means the little girl won't be able to spend time with her dad, which leaves her heartbroken. Obi promises his wife that he's going to find the best Christmas gift ever, and his wife's like, you're an idiot. She just wants to spend time with you. Get your job done and come home. So while this demonstration is going on, X and Sam 2 find a workshop over the spot where they need to build the gyrotron. They laser a hole in the floor, which leads to a big ice cavern. Sam 2 shoots about a million boxes out of his body, and then spits the instructions to the gyrotron out, and it just goes into sleep mode. Tells X to put it together. But X doesn't want to put this thing together. There's too many pieces, and he's got stealing to do. So he decides the best course of action is to beat Sam 2 awake with a wrench. Sam 2 wakes up in defense mode. Saw blades and scissors and ray guns are popping out every which way. And then, to avoid an early grave, X plays dead, which is the Klepp's main (laughs) defense maneuver. And Sam 2 goes back to sleep. Next, X decided to reprogram Sam 2 to get, uh, or, or to build the gyrotron for him, which I don't know why he didn't do that in the first place. I don't know why he thought, you know, the best course of action is to smack this person in the head, not, you know, just reprogram him. But he reprograms him, Sam 2 gets to work, and, 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 and X just goes off of stealing. He takes a pie and a wreath and a snowman's nose and a lot of other things. But then he hit the mother load. Santa's toy bag is sitting in the room the light speed sleigh is kept in. But before X can take anything, Obi walks in. And what does X do? Well, he plays dead. Obi decides that this weird alien that if you poke it says, Mama, and Danda is the perfect gift for his little girl. So without consulting with Santa, he just takes a toy that I assume he thought was, was for another child, but he's like, eh, forget it. He steals this doll from Santa's bag and gives it to her daughter. Uh, and, and her daughter's in bed asleep already. He says he's sorry for not being there. And uh, the little girl cuddles with X uh, in her sleep. And as soon as, as this little girl gives him this cuddle, this hug, 
uh, X starts to glow blue because he feels the love the girl is showing him. But X doesn't want nothing to do with this love. He's like, I'm out. And he tries to leave, but the little girl's grip is on par with an Irwin Quick Grip 24-inch heavy-duty one-handed bar clamp, now available at your local Lowe's for just $30.98. Lowe's, the place you go because your hometown doesn't have a Home Depot. Eventually, X just accepts his fate and goes to Wait, sleep. Who would who would go to Home Depot over Lowe's? No it's one. No one joke. in their right mind. It's just the joke. It's, that's okay. the joke. Okay. Thought that would have given a bigger laugh, the fact that I just launched into a, a Lowe's ad, but whatever. <laughs> Philistines. Eventually, X just accepts the fact that he's not going to be able to get away from this little girl and, and goes to sleep. In the morning, the girl finds X and runs downstairs to thank her dad. But she's disappointed, but understanding that her dad's at work. The girl and her mom and X decorate the Christmas tree. X keeps playing dead, but his color keeps getting affected by the joy of Christmas. He tries to figure out why these elves aren't stealing all this great stuff. It just don't make no sense to him. The next night, X is ready to bounce, but not before he steals some of the little girl's stuff while she sleeps. <laughs> but the little girl catches him trying to leave. She asks X, why are, you, why are you leaving? Don't you love me? You're not going to leave too, like, like Dad. <laughs> you have work to go to. So she, she just wants to know if X has to go to work too. She's sad, but she, she understands. Then she gives X a puppy. The puppy that she didn't want to give away. So he won't be alone on Christmas. X finally realizes what it's like to receive a gift which is an act of love, and it changed X inside and out, and his skin turns into a beautiful shade of blue. X felt great, and he wanted to share this feeling with the little girl, but he didn't know what to get her to show her how much he cared. Next thing we know, X is running through the streets of the town with the little girl. He's telling her all about the Klepp's plans. He can't talk, but the girl understands it perfectly. I assume this is Lassie logic. What's that, Lassie? Little Timmy fell in the well. Lassie didn't say that. All Lassie did in that movie was woof, 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 woof. Oh, did you hear that? I have to get my taxes done. Woof, 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 woof. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> Paul got arrested. I got to go bail him out again. Hey, I've got and I've got a I've got an issue with this uh, the scene just a little bit before this. She gives X the doll, and X turns blue. How did she know he wasn't choking? Scott Judge, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this has been Scott Judge's one comment left in the podcast. Brought to you by Lowe's. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what do you do when you see a blue person? <laughs> hey, I was a lifeguard at a pool till some blue kid got me fired. <laughs> so, telling her all about the Klepp's plan. But he also tells her that he, he doesn't want to steal the planet's stuff anymore. Because X has a new plan. A plan just for the girl. Next, X and the girl go to the ice cavern where Sam 2 has finished the Gyrotron. After managing to reprogram Sam 2 a second time, they go up to Obi's workshop. 
He or X shows Sam 2 the plans to the sled and the robot gets to work again. In no time at all, the robot fixes the light speed sled. Now, Obi has time to spend with his little girl. That was X's present. This makes X the first clep in history to give a gift. The sled was, according to Santa, ready to rip, and everyone was happy. Making this the perfect ending. But this Christmas story isn't the perfect Christmas story of the happy ending. This is a crazy Christmas story. <laughs> Santa's a little weird in this show. Because instantly, Z leads an all-out invasion on the North Pole. If X isn't going to activate the Gyrotron, she's going to send someone who will. Then the battle for Christmas Town commences. Reese are being shot at aliens. Bows are flying. Snowmen are assaulting aliens with snowballs. Santa orders X to get the sleigh to safety. Meanwhile, some of the Kleps manage to activate the Gyrotron. Soon, Earth's gravity is removed and everything and everyone starts floating. In the puppy mill, the elf family manages to lock a Klept into a dog cage. That was just something they put in there for no real reason, but it happened. <laughs> Sam 2 goes down to shut off the Gyrotron. After literally whipping some Klept butt, he sticks his arm into the Gyrotron, electrocuting himself. X and the sled are... 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 are, are and... and <laughs> okay. I cannot talk. Uh, la, la, la. How did you guys feel about uh, 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 Sam 2 getting, like, Doc Ock arms from Spider-Man 2 and picking up Kleps and just whipping them right on the behind? Just, Kinda. just smacking that butt. Smacking that little alien butt. Just I got a good chuckle out of that, to be honest. So, he electrocutes himself, he fell down. Uh, X and the sled are flying around the North Pole, but uh, eventually he gets shot out of the sky, but he's saved by a reindeer. X doesn't say it, but but X is like, hey man, thank you. It's more like... And then the reindeer's like, don't worry, X. It's what we do. I hate this movie. All right. <clears throat> Unfortunately, even though they were so successful for so many things, the North Pole isn't able to hold off the invasion. And Santa, the elves, Sam 2, and X are all surrounded by klepts. Z lands on the planet and in an angry voice orders X before her. We think that, that X is going to get it. I mean, he was a bad klept. Bad klept. What does he do? She promotes him to Vice Supreme Leader! Why? Because X has shown more unscrupulous treachery than all the other klepts combined. He assembled the Gyrotron, gained the trust of these moronic creatures, and led the klepts right to the best stuff they have ever seen. Finally, X has a chance to receive the praise and recognition that he deserves. But then, he looks at the little girl. He realizes he doesn't, he doesn't want that no more. He knew what was important. So he picked up his puppy, and he gives it to Z. Z is overcome by love, and turns bright pink. Then the elves just start giving the rest of the clips gifts. They turn purple, red, neon, green, teal. I mean, all the colors you can think of. These clips are popping up colorful. 
The empty space inside of them that they couldn't fill up with stuff, well, they fill it with love. They crammed their stuff hole filled with love. <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> they crammed their stuff hole fill or full of love. This is a movie about not being a materialist and being giving instead. Did you catch that? Mind blown. There's still a problem. The sleigh was broken and Christmas Eve was almost over. But all the cleps worked together and delivered the toys on time. Oh, and that evil green spaceship from the beginning? Because they're all colorful now, their ships change color too because... Just because. That's how it works. And uh, the ships fly up to it and they turn the ship into a Christmas tree. Yay. I think the tree was. I think the ship was actually a Christmas tree all along. You just didn't see the entire ship. They didn't realize that it was based on a Christmas tree. Yeah, sometimes the most real things in the world are the things you can't see. So Santa finishes his crazy Christmas story. And the camera reveals that in the group of elf children are a whole bunch of klept kids, too. X himself has a little pink klept on his lap, and that caused me to think about this movie way more than I wanted to. Who did? Whose child is that? Did klept have a child? Did X have a child? Who, who's his wife? Did he meet a nice elf? Is the elf girl old enough now? Were the elf and X the same age? How long ago did this happen? Is that a half-elf, half-alien baby? I don't think that's possible. Did they even steal... Did he just steal that baby? Because it was a nice baby and he wanted some baby? Some baby stuff? (laughs) Did he stuff a baby in his stuff hole? What is happening? (laughs) So, do you ever wonder why the clips were called clips? Kleptomaniac. I wonder if there's... That's it. What is the kleptomaniac? What's a kleptomaniac? Somebody who is a, has an impulse to steal. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I was wondering if there was significance behind that name. Again, I mean, that was so well hidden. So well hidden that uh, my mind's blown again. Well, Zach, you've learned a lot in this show, haven't you? Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, let's go to the rating for Pete's sake. <sighs> Scott... How many times you watched this one? 400? <laughs> I had this on repeat since uh, last Sunday. <laughs> I had to start this movie on six different occasions because, like, I thought I saw a squirrel outside and it just couldn't <laughs> hold my attention. It's so weird that the cartoon made for children is the thing that can't keep your attention. Exactly. Uh, so... <laughs> I I ended up watching... I actually watched the movie twice because I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. For a kid's movie, I think it's a great movie. For me, I watched it. I'm like, ah, I just... I'm not digging this. But uh, for kids... What's the age group on this, Zach? The uh, recommended... It was rated, I think, Youth 7. Youth 7, yeah. I think it's a good movie with a good message to uh, share with the kids. Um, it's not a movie for me. I could see where the kids like it. I think it would be good if you could have discussion with the kids after watching a movie. Uh, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Luke. 
I thought it was okay. I enjoyed it. I liked the animation style. The, um, you know, am I going to make it a Christmas classic? Probably not. But it was worth one watch. And I thought it was good that it was only 40 minutes because they didn't have any story. They didn't have enough story to carry it for longer. And uh, it was it was endearing. And I it was a good one time watch. I'd say if you're just looking for something to uh, a little bit refreshing, maybe change up your Christmas movie binge watching experience and uh, need 40 minutes of something new. It's it's worth checking out. Uh, I'm going to go with the Scott's rating. I'll give it a seven. Okay, I liked it. The animation was good. Um, story left something to be desired. It was boring. It was kind of boring. Like I've seen like hour long SpongeBob Christmas specials that would keep my attention because they were funny <laughs> and and written for the same age group. So it's not like it's impossible to make an entertaining kids show. Um, the music was really cool. Animation was awesome. If they had a better story, I'd make it higher. But I'm just going to go right in the middle and give it a five. So it's going to get a 6.1. Let me try that again. Well, there you have it. Alien Xmas is certified righteous, but just barely, with a six. Watch it if you want. All right. So for next week, we are watching the 1956 Cecil B. DeMille classic, The Ten Commandments. Yes. The film stars Carlton Heston as Moses and is three hours and 40 minutes long, (laughs) making it too long. This movie is too long. Why? Why? Did you really have nothing better to do in 1956 than spend four hours at the movies? This is longer than Avengers Endgame, which had 400,000 characters in it. How is this movie this 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 was like the golden age. This is like the golden age of movies, right? I mean, this was like this was huge back when it came out, and right, tons and and tons of people. I would absolutely nation was huge when it came out too. Doesn't mean I'm going to run out and watch it. (laughs) Well, you should because it's about Moses. No, Birth of a Nation is about the clan coming in and saving the world. Not Birth of a Nation, Charlton Heston. One of the greatest actors ever, no doubt. This movie's this movie. You know how many horses died making this movie? Let me look it up. I've seen this statistics before. This is like you know. This is great because it's back before like all the CGI stuff. So all the scenes in here that are like massive, like they actually had to have all the extras and the animals and the background scenes. Me, hold on, just say you are your one of your one of your pros for this movie. One of your reasons to watch it is because of how many horses died. I'm looking it up. You know how many puppies they kicked while making this movie? Why, no, Luke. I have no idea how many horses died. How many? <laughs> I'm thinking of, okay, so have you ever seen Ben-Hur? That was 1959. Yeah, Ben-Hur, <laughs> ben also, also done Charlton A <laughs> hundred horses died making that movie. Ben-Hur, well, that's great, because we're watching a completely different movie, so thank you. But this is, this, is, this is kind of the same, this is the same <laughs> right. thing. This is, so, it's it's so, this, it's okay. along the same lines. The point is, sacrifices had to be made to make such a, a great film. With with Avengers, it's like, eh, stand in front of this green screen and do your thing. Avengers but was a fantastic was, movie, you can't. There was horse sacrifice to accomplish what was done here. Yeah, It's well, on another I'm... level. Three hours and forty minutes. Good night. No doubt this is going to be a voiced-over uh, narrative. There was a time when the cinema was a place of Paramount classic. Wonder. 
when unforgettable films played on gigantic screens that oh overwhelmed the imagination. This now, is going to overwhelm my imagination. Again. That is the worst wig I've ever seen. Oh, how did they do that? Oh, Red Sea. The Ten Commandments. I hate this. This is going to be so not good. Let my people go. Come to me no more, Moses. You will surely die. So oh, let my it goodness. be written. <laughs> the guy who plays Pharaoh was in everything back then. You know, he just died, like, last year. He was, like, 100 years old. In 70 millimeter Super Vista Vision. Or no, that was Kurt Russell. Guys, this is going to be in 17 millimeter Super Vista Vision, so this is going to be the best. Relive the magic of an unforgettable motion picture. You shall not pass. Man, that fire special effect. That right there it looked like something straight out of uh, straight out of Lord of the Rings or something. That was great. Oh no! Ten out of ten. No. 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 I, I mean, I don't even know why I own a high definition TV. I feel like I could watch this on a Nintendo Game Boy and get the same experience. <laughs> Three hours and forty minutes. That's too long. You'll enjoy. Every moment. I already don't enjoy it because I can already tell that they made Aaron take a back seat again. I will say it has that over the Prince of Egypt because Aaron was clearly standing there behind Moses as he was doing most of the talking. How can you tell that? How can you tell that from this trailer? Because there was a Hebrew dude standing behind him when he was talking to Pharaoh. Either that's Aaron uh, or some guy named some guy named uh, 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 Habinadab that, that just popped up. Be like, "Hey, Farrah, need some water?" Oh, no, thank you, Habinadab. Go ahead and then go back. I'll call you when you need it. Sure thing, big guy. I don't. Uh, I don't share your concern about this. I. Just... Okay. You're gonna like three this hours, movie. Three hours, forty minutes. I'm not. Okay, well, that's it. That's the end of our show. For Rotten or Righteous. I'm Scott Judge. I'm Zach Geiler, I guess. And I died. <laughs> Luke's a spirit. Okay. Hey, before we go. Hey, Scott. Yeah, Zach. Two goldfish are in a tank. One says to the other... Do you know how to drive this thing? Good night, everybody! <laughs> so, Melchizedek was an alien. That's what I've taken away from this. That thing. is... Thank, thank you for that clarity. That is... Yeah. He was... I mean, he was under a law that we didn't know about. Must have come from someplace. No, that's not what I said. God gave Melchizedek his law... But we don't need to know Melchizedek's law or the other patriarch's law that we don't have. We don't need to know it because God doesn't give it to us. So it's evidence it doesn't that mean God it didn't. have another law for the aliens. Who says that God can't have another law for the aliens? I don't disagree. I I am in full agreement with you. But I don't. I'm not saying Melchizedek was an alien. 
<laughs> I... I might. We have to leave this conversation in the podcast. I'm going to have to cut so much of this conversation out of the podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs>